0: It's the Welcome, everyone, to the Castwave Studios Holiday Special. And day. with me today, I'm Conk the host of Boldly Going Nowhere. And with me, I have Jordan Hazelwood, the hey. host of BJN Comic Shop. Uh-huh. And I have local actor, living legend, Clayton Myers. Hello. Well, last year's special, we uh, were talking about uh, holiday films that we love. Uh-huh. But this year, we decided to do something a little bit different. We're actually going with the top ten Christmas films that aren't necessarily... Christmas films
1: so quasi holiday films that we love
0: yeah quasi yeah, I guess qua our top favorite quasi holiday films I guess is the best yeah the best definition of it mm-hmm. so this number 10 might actually confuse people a bit because it's been so closely <laughs> identified with Christmas for Years,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, I, but, I, I think I know what's coming.
0: Yep, it's it's a wonderful life. Is number ten.
1: Yeah, th- this was my pick because I, I just man, I there's something about this movie. I, I saw it for the first time when I was like 13, mm-hmm. and I and I heard like, oh, this is like the ultimate Christmas movie. This is the, this is the movie that that every station plays during Christmas and has been since. You know, forty years before I was born, and I was, you know, it was like I like Christmas. There are presents involved, so why shouldn't I like Christmas? So I like this Christmas movie, and I watch it, and I say, "Wow, that had virtually nothing to do with Christmas." Mm. There's, I mean, obviously the story of George Bailey. It, it, you know, it, 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 it's uh, it's cast across his entire life. Mm. You know, his entire life that largely does not involve Christmas, and, and you know, uh, not it, until the know, final third of you, the film, you know, right? running his family's bank and falling in and out of love with people, and. Um, and then subtly affecting you know 250 people's lives and then with the third act the third act that everyone remembers you know you know where everything really really interesting happens it, that's like a that's like a flash forward of 15 years from the previous scene and now he and Donna Reed have four kids only one of only one of which he clearly cares anything about and, and it's at Christmas but when you know his dumbass uncle loses the family fortune to the to to the to you know that that the, the horrible wheelchair man,
0: mm-hmm. Mr. Potter,
1: and, and Mr. Potter, and then, uh, and then, of course, he goes on to like, "Whoa, whoa! I wish I'd never been born, Clarence." And you know, all that. It really doesn't matter that it's at Christmas when that when this happens, does it? I suppose it, it, really, it, it could have been any other day. It
2: could be argued to say that. Um Aside from the fact that the, the television airwaves decided to mm-hmm. continually bombard mm-hmm. us with it around the holidays.
1: Be, it, it, because that movie was a, was a tremendous you know, uh, box office flop in its time, and it, and it quickly fell in the public domain, right. so, everyone, so everyone could afford to just air it.
2: But I, I suppose one could find similarities and to say that um, It's a Wonderful Life was almost a Christmas Carol from Bob Cratchit's perspective. Whereas uh, the wheelchair, Mister Potter, the cantankerous sold, uh, you know, is Scrooge. Miser yes. is, is Scrooge. Is, and is,
1: is Scrooge, who, who, we're pretty sure did not learn any lesson whatsoever, and completely got away with his horrible crime. And I'm
2: pretty sure that you know, uh, <laughs> in the same vein, you know, you, know, you have uh, Mister Cratchit, who pretty much only cares about one of his kids, or at least is showcased good yeah. boy yeah. about one of his kids. <laughs> I mean, there there are similarities to be argued there, okay. and, and perhaps that those those very subtle themes, kind of like. Drive it home for us, where we're looking at it, going, yeah, you know, this got a little Christmas Carol vibe to it.
1: You know, I have to say, and I never really thought of that before, but um, yeah, just, just in, in my experience in my life, whenever I think of Christmas movies, I never think of It's a Wonderful Life because it just it is isn't you know Christmas enough for me. Yeah. So
0: yeah, definitely. All right. So yeah, so It's a Wonderful Life. Who knew? Not a not a Christmas movie. Uh, so number nine is Jack Frost, the Michael Keaton vehicle from the early two thousand early two thousands. I want to say I, I want to say it was like
1: mid nineties. Actually,
2: really?
0: uh, right. yeah, I don't. I, don't L- I think
2: it might have been two thousand late
0: nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I'm call somewhere it. around there. That I mean, horrible I, I, CGI. I'm, I'm only
1: really aware of it because so many people online just make fun of it, you know, really? re- relentlessly. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never seen it myself. But I've 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 heard enough, you know, cr- I've heard enough criticisms that I feel like I can piece everything together.
2: Mm-hmm. Not to name drop another podcast while on a podcast, but I was recently means. listening to "How Did This Get Made?" with Paul Shear, yes, mm-hmm. um, Jason Menzukas, and Diane Rayfield, and they were uh, they were doing this one. They were basically asking, "How did this film mm-hmm. come to fruition?" Um, oddly enough. They, they mentioned that the Jim Henson Creature Factory was, like, they, they did so much prep work to make the snowman puppet. Um, the puppet itself was designed to resemble George Clooney, who was originally cast to play... Michael Keaton's role, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess dropped out for uh, this or that. I think it was Batman, you know, Batman Jack, and Robin. Yeah. He dropped oh, out to do that.
1: Wait, 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 so we need another Batman. Who, who, who else is available?
2: Boom. There you go. <laughs> Michael Keaton jumps right in. And I guess Keaton only worked, I, I want to say, less than a week on set.
0: And it really shows.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, I haven't actually seen the entire film, but I, I feel like I've watched it a couple times. I mean, if you've seen at least
0: five minutes dissected. of the film, you've seen all of it. Right. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's Henry just...
1: Rollins is there for no reason. Just so just to inject that that, that, uh, that red-hot Johnny Demonic cred. There
0: oh, you go. yeah, because yeah, that's the only other movie I really remember. <laughs> there to do nothing. Okay, so number oh, eight...
1: Better Snow Dad than No Dad, am yeah. I right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All um, right, so next up is number eight is uh, Reindeer Games, the John Frankenheimer, Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise vehicle. Mm-hmm. I, you I mean am, Masterpiece? Yeah, uh, Sure. Well, sure.
1: N- not to play too much inside baseball, but uh, we, we spoke about making fun of this movie live like a year ago, and mm-hmm. I have been just, just vibrating in my seat, just chomping at the bit to do so since I, I, I watched it, and I said, like, wow, this is just such a – this movie is such an utter failure in so many, so many different ways, but it's it's like it's like if 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 Quentin Tarantino had you know got extremely drunk and tried to make a Christmas film, or, or try to make Lethal Weapon, basically, yeah, and it just that is tonally so so at, at odds. Like when Lieutenant Dan is wailing on Furiosa, and. For like you know five straight minutes, and then you smash cut to Danny Trejo saying, "Why do people put Christmas decorations up in November? I don't get that."
0: Uh, and, I mean, it is weird to you, see Machete just like complain about yeah, yeah, the yeah, idiosyncrasies yeah, yeah, of you know Christmas and, celebrations. And, and,
1: and, and just before a major character dies, you have Isaac Hayes screaming about monsters in his Jello.
0: Yeah, it's like oh I, yeah, I, I'm monsters in the Jello. I, I guess man. the
1: prison you know, doesn't allow him to have his you know chocolate salty balls, but
0: mm, no. It's just there's was this so pre or, was this pre or post South Park? I think it was this is post. post. This, oh, is, this, was? Is, this,
1: is, this is like two thousand one, so South Park came out in like ninety eight.
2: Oh, I wasn't sure we were saying like before. Oh, he's he left pre South his departure on South Park. I mean, but
1: he, 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 well, here is the thing: it's like I, I, this movie has a lot to do with Christmas. Um, I, I, again, Clayton, uh, you know, uh, I also kind of like how this get made, and I'll always remember the part when they realized that that. Um, um, that other that other Batman, Ben Affleck. Yeah, his character's name was Rudy, which is short for Rudolph, yep. and his friend was Nick, which is short for Saint Nicholas. And it just utterly blew their minds, and they almost stopped recording right there. Like, I'll, <laughs> that's that's one of my all time favorite other other podcast memories. But yeah,
0: but I mean, th- also if you think about it, I mean, like, just like it's a wonderful life you could plop that down really in any particular holiday Mm because i mean the whole point of it was they were going to rob a casino at christmas when security was at its most lax but that's any holiday at a casino i mean people still Mm -hmm. show up but they're just like oh there's not gonna be any problems Mm -hmm. you might get the one random drunk or two but yeah yeah so i mean i mean honestly would it be more interesting to see them dressed as santas or as turkeys or as easter bunnies I, prefer I, he- I mean, if I prefer you're saying Easter there was Bunnies, meant to honestly. be a
2: trilogy uh, where they basically just have different Funny robbers games. and different.
0: Robber, and your games. Right? 2, Turkey games. Oh my gosh. The, the quickening. Yeah, I right. mean,
2: if you're gonna if you're gonna make a crappy movie, you may as well double down.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up is uh, number seven, Trading Places. One of my favorite John Landis films. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, not my favorite, sure. but one of my favorites. What is your favorite? It's really hard to decide. I would honestly probably say Coming to America. Yeah, it's a good one. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's a great film. It's definitely a great film, yeah. yeah. But in this film, it it sort of, it, this one goes from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. And it, it does spend a good portion of its time in New Year's. I mean, Dan Aykroyd dresses as a mall Santa to raid his former company's offices mm-hmm. without being noticed, like you do, mm-hmm. to get yep. drunk and eat their free food on the Christmas party, even mm-hmm. though he... Technically, doesn't work there anymore. And, and then there was a scene after
1: that in which I thought Dan Aykroyd was dressing as a gorilla, but then I realized that oh, that's that's supposed to be an actual gorilla. That that guy in a really ratty gorilla outfit.
0: Mm-hmm. That, oh, was, um, <laughs> uh, that was my mistake. That was the non-talented Belushi, Jim. Ah, yes. He's talented. I I, I kid, of course.
1: The Belushi who lived.
0: Oh, <laughs> now I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag why Jim. Ugh. Anyway, so now number six is uh, Batman Returns.
1: Now... We, we can't seem to get away from Batman tonight,
0: can we? <laughs> no, no, no. But, and I, I'm i straining to remember, was there a Christmas in any of the other Batman films, or was it strictly just Batman Returns?
1: Uh, I mean, I could... Well, I, I could tell you that there was definitely Christmas in a lot of other Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah,
0: Edward
2: Scissorhands mm-hmm. comes to mind. Um, I, As far as the Batman movies, no, I don't think so. I, I, I acknowledge that in Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight Rises, it's implied that we're at least hitting winter at some point in mm-hmm. its spastic timeline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it's snowing after well, yeah, the third act.
1: Well, a football season. Yeah, the football season just started.
2: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so. Yeah.
0: I mean, but I, I guess you can't have Christmas
2: in No Man's Land mm, when uh, terrorists are taking over the city.
0: Yeah, and, I'm, and if memory serves correctly, I think it, it was set in Christmas because obviously the main villain only really thrives in winter because you know, haha, he's a penguin. <laughs>
1: Get it?
0: Right?
2: Well, no, I mean that would yeah. Mr. Freeze might imply uh, that Also one, true. but,
0: See, but, now, but that's less
2: th- impacting if you're if you're making it snow when it's already supposed to be snowing. Kind of makes your powers look a little phoned in, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, good point. I, I, I feel like, gotta, like like in every Saturday morning cartoon show that introduces the ice themed villain, it's always like you know August. Right. Yeah. Well. I so mean, so as as to better juxtapose his presence. Yeah, um, makes but, sense to me. And and you know and um, and just as equally with Batman Returns and several other and and, uh, and several other movies of a of a specific uh, screenwriter, I'm sure we're getting to the the entire purpose of Christmas is like is like the subject matter is so dark and grim and horrible. Let's let's put let's put it at Christmas! Yay! Right? Please, e- we need to
0: balance it out.
1: <laughs> mm. And Sometimes. Uh, oh, 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 that's right! I just remembered. In Batman Returns, uh, Batman is framed for murdering Mrs. Claus. I completely forgot about that. Uh,
2: oh yeah, the the tree lighting.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 oh, and, and the Red Triangle and the, and the, the, circuit, and the circus
1: gang explode out of giant presents. Yep. Yep. W- yep. Wondering yep. where the Joker is, who they were clearly supposed to be following. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he died. So he, yep. you know, There's, there's a temps. power vacuum. They're, they're all temps, mm. guys. Yeah. you got to respect mm. their entrepreneurialism because you have to. A, it's a tough climate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Jobs are scarce, especially around the holidays. you got to take what work you can get. Yep. Mm-hmm. Being I, a motorcycle skull guy, yep. there it is. And Being think about the, the royalties when yeah. it comes to the
0: Batman Returns video
2: game on Super yeah, yeah. Nintendo.
0: You got to be the uh, duck, the duck ship mechanic. Yeah, there you go.
1: I, I was, I was, I was more of a fan of the Atari Lynx Batman Returns game, but then again, I was probably the only person in ten states owned an Atari Lynx. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Jealous. Uh, I mean, at, at first I wanted a Game Gear, but you know, it was and anything that wasn't a Game Boy really, really wasn't going to last. Honestly. No. And I say that as someone who owns a Vita. I'm gonna <laughs> just
2: put a pin here for us and the listeners to hold you to it. But I think maybe next year you should go for Christmas-themed video games.
0: Ooh! Because that is definitely for some what we're reason do. those exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna make a note of that right now. But mm-hmm. so number five. We kind of combined two films just because both take place at Christmas. Both are set in the same universe, same characters. Die Hard's one and two. Yeah. So Die Hard and Die, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Mm-hmm. Die Harder.
1: Die Harder. I'm, I'm sure all, I'm the entire audience was, was wondering, like, is Die Hard going to be number one or, or what? No, but I, I, I feel like it's yeah, Die Hard is the anti-Christmas movie that everyone uh, everyone knows is an anti-Christmas movie.
0: But sure. still want to watch it at Christmas because you know, it takes mm-hmm. place at Christmas. It's a Christmas film because
1: <laughs> hey, it's an ultra gritty, you know, it, you know, shockingly realistic for the '80s action movie. So why not set it at Christmas again for maximum, you know, poignancy?
0: Makes sense. I also, mean-
2: they didn't expect this film to matter at all. Yeah, no, I, they they genuinely were were banking on this thing flopping hard.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, so they hired Bruce Willis, who was better known as like romantic comedies at the time, yep. and some unknown, you know, frowny British man who like was like a costume designer for I twenty mean, years. Who was
2: that guy, right?
0: I still love. Did that. Did he ever work again? I, you know, I think he might have done a couple films afterwards. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Interesting point, and I didn't know this until after I watched the, um, I'd watched the films with commentary. Mm-hmm. Like this was much like way further after I'd actually, you know, watched it the first time ever on VHS, but. Uh, Alan Rickman, you know Alan Rickman's face when he's falling out of the building. Yeah, <laughs> what I love about that is I found out that the reason why is because it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna like sort of like hang you from a guy wire. But, you know, we're just going to show you for, like, a fraction of a second. And we're not, you know, you're fine, though. Oh, yeah, they tricked him. They tricked him. They yeah. actually pushed him off. That that look is complete terror. It's real. Because he doesn't know if he's actually going to, like, hurt himself.
2: I should also reference that I absolutely know that he worked again. And mm-hmm. may he rest in peace. But,
0: yes. yes. I, uh, oh. And uh, I have to say, I,
1: I've, I've never actually seen Die Hard 2 all the way through. Despite the fact that... Have you seen the, Die uh, Hard 1? Yes.
2: Then you've seen Die Hard 2 all the yeah, way that, through.
1: That, that's, that, yeah, I... Uh, I, I heard that as well, I mean, mm-hmm. and but but I, I'll always treasure Die Hard 2 because Blank Harder is my go-to, uh, you know, sarcastic. We didn't need this sequel. Oh yeah. su- subtitle like I spit on your grave 2, Spit harder. Totally. Mm-hmm. Or Dishonored 2. Honor harder. That's what usually that's,
2: What I, what I usually think operate
1: is because because you know because uh, because Electric Boogaloo is kind of is kind of played out, especially ever since Taken 2. And, like, when, when Taken 2 was announced, like, Taken 2, Electric Boogaloo, I don't need to say Electric Boogaloo for any others because that was the absolute perfect movie to, to put that after. Right.
2: Well, and, and, I mean, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to talk about the, you know, not even just an unnecessary sequel, but a sequel that absolutely did not live up to its hype, uh, I, I just basically lean immediately on to, say, t- uh, Taken 2 and The Curse for the Crystal Skull. I mean, that, nope. that to me is pretty much just, you know, dropping the mic as far... Which I won't do, because these are mm-hmm. very expensive. No, it, but
1: it, I, I know I don't respect that movie, but it was, it was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom, not First you're right. Well, maybe the of the Crystal Skull, well, yeah, yeah. A um, mm-hmm. little so, fun still, fact still for... Point, make, point taken.
2: Yeah, little fun fact for the diehards, uh, or the diehard oh, fans <laughs> of Die Hard... Um, mm, Die Hard was a sequel in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the... To The, 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 the Detective.
2: Yeah, Sinatra. Right,
1: the, the, the novel that it was based after was...
2: Yeah, and so they made a movie called The Detective with Sinatra, so if you ever want to watch a prequel to Die Hard to some extent... That's technically what that is. Mm, um, Rat Pack era. Nice. And therefore no Die Hard film except for this very last one that came out that took place in Russia and was a very well shot film but not a very well written film. That one film. was what
0: was it? A Good Day to Die Hard. I believe so. Y- Yippee-ki-yay, uh, Mother Russia.
2: That is the only Die Hard that was written with the intent to be a Die Hard film. Every other wow, film was uh, script was floating around like, well, we could put John mm-hmm. McClane in that
1: Mm-hmm. If it involves a, a thief who's pretending to be a terrorist, which is a far worse crime, Simon says. Then,
2: um, and then, <laughs> uh, cr- what I love is that when Die Hard happened, it basically everybody was pitching their scripts as it's Die Hard, pick a location. Yeah, it's Die Hard, pick a uh, event. You yeah. know, like
3: mm-hmm. Speed, it's Die Hard on a on bus, a bus. And, yeah. and
2: which and therefore, um, it's Die Hard in an airport. <laughs> oh well, let's just make that Die harder die harder like you i just i think that that's hysterical and it's also uh leading into one of our other number uh our other films that i'm not sure where okay. it landed on okay, the well list okay
0: well see, uh number 4 actually number 4 is uh your contribution dedication
2: dedication yes um are there still children in here not like they can really hear us we're at a coffee there's, shop by the way there's 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 there's, there's one in the back but yeah. i i don't think they can hear it so basically, Dedication, for those that don't know, this is kind of a somewhat indie film. Um, it stars Billy Crudup, uh, Mandy Moore, which I realize a lot of people may scoff when I say that name, but I think she does very good work in this film. Um, Tom Wilkinson. And uh, it, it's, it's about um, a duo, a writer and artist who do children's books. Um, and weirdly enough... Neither of them should probably be allowed near children. As is, they're just they're just complete degenerates um, in so many ways. And when we're introduced to them at the beginning of the film, they're literally in a uh, adult movie theater looking for inspiration. Wow! And in the midst, I,
1: I, I can't remember another movie that, uh, another movie that, that that does that except for like Taxi Driver, right? They and they in departed. the midst of this, oh yeah, um, good
2: point. There are, you know, encouraging lines being thrown out in the film um, that they're watching, and one of which involves doing a specific thing to a lady's beaver, uh, is the word that she uses. And this sparks them to create Marty the Beaver. And um, the whole story, the children's book that they're writing, is a Christmas themed children's book where. Um, the dam that protects the town is um, can't handle the water from the snow and all that around Christmas time. And so Marty takes it upon himself to go in and steal all of the kids' toys and trees and everything and use those to build a stronger dam to save the town. And it becomes a Christmas dam.
0: Right. So it's basically like the Grinch stole Christmas with a beaver. Beaver style. But trying to save the day instead yeah. of trying to ruin it. Yeah. Okay, and so um,
1: uh, it, it, and now it occurs to me that Doctor Seuss could, would, would, could have possibly created the the most bizarre porn we would have ever seen.
2: Right? Yeah, and so Woof. the film itself um, it it it's actually a really I think poignant film that kind of covers uh, a span of this character mm-hmm. uh, Billy Crudup's character having to find his way around um, writing uh, whilst mourning the loss of his writing partner and being forced into collaborating with this Mandy Moore character who he's not especially fond of because he's not especially fond of anyone. Mm -hmm. And of course, the book that they're working on is still um, set to be a Christmas-themed Christmas-release book. So it it definitely has an element of Christmas within it, but it's by no means um, preaching holiday spirit or... Uh Implying, um, well, you know, familial like gatherings or anything mm-hmm. of that nature. So I think it really kind of marks the list mm-hmm. just as well as Die Hard, if anything.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never heard of that movie before, but I'll certainly look out for Clayton. But but, uh, but without spoiling too much more, I have to know: Does Marty the Beaver win a Caldecott Medal?
2: Uh, no. The one
1: thing I remember from children's books from thirty years ago, like yeah. Bah. That, that, that would have been the perfect animon for me. but right. so, fair okay, enough. So, Colin, what's next?
0: Number three is Home Alone. Mm-hmm. There's
2: our spinoff of Die Hard. It's Die Hard, but with kids.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Die Hard for kids, and still as lethal. But they, but oh my but, God, but, but yeah. they can just walk off. You
0: Dude. know, I remember there. What was it? The people who did, um, uh, what was what it? Was Honest this? Trailers mm-hmm. did a series called Honest Action. Die Hard was their first outing for it, but then they did Home Alone because. I think they, they went through like like they like like throughout the film like the, the first Die Hard I mean not the first Die Hard the first Home Alone mm-hmm. Marty uh, was like Marv and um, oh, what's Joe Perry Harry, Harry. Marvin Harry they're killed upwards of twenty times easily mm-hmm. yeah easily.
1: they they brought in like a trauma surgeon to consult
0: exactly said, of like, what what particular injury would be caused by that oh and yeah that like, kid like, yeah. killed yeah. <laughs> slaughtered but um, what's that what's that movie where it keeps resetting with um, Tom Cruise. Um, oh, uh, or, or, uh, Live, uh, Die, Repeat, or uh, the original the, the,
1: title. The, the, uh, edge of Tomorrow.
0: Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. It, it just sort of seems like that's what they were doing. They were just repeating the sequences just to keep coming back. I wish that would have been the case. Mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, so, yeah, um, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people remember Home Alone, but probably don't remember that it's, it's set during Christmas. They just remember that, oh, you know, his family just kind of left him there.
0: Yeah. What
1: I think is
2: especially, like, pulling away from the Christmas thing because, yes, it's it's always a family vacation that's intended. It's always they're going away for the holidays and there is definitely... I mean, the, I think the biggest thing that pulls Christmas into it is snow and um, at least in the second one, there's definitely the... Yeah, there is the uh, point where he is he's putting ornaments on the tree. I feel like that's probably the big tie-in between the two that says, like, here's a traditional... Christmas element, but mm-hmm. um, again,
0: yeah. But again, it's like it's not Christmas, Christmas is not the focal point of the film.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely your your lovey dovey, my you know, or I, I want to be with my family on the holidays kind of through line. But really, there's an element of, I mean, the sticky bandits, right, or the wet bandits. Wet bandits were, in this film, and yeah. then mm-hmm. sticky in the sec- I mean, their their prerogative is is much like reindeer games. It's the holidays, so. No this one's gonna be no home. No one's gonna be around. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's take it out. Um, and,
0: and the weird thing is, is like every time it starts getting like sweet Christmasy type of feeling, you get that feeling. It immediately smash cuts back to the mother trying her like utmost to get home because she feels so guilty, right? That she abandoned her son. Uh, she does
2: such yeah. a great job too. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: yeah,
2: she's so. In any film with a John, John Candy, Candy cameo, yes. there it is. Uh, but, um, and
1: then from there, it smash cuts to a paint can smash cutting into Barry's face. Also,
0: Daniel Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah. I
2: I think um, I think what I always got a weird like vibe. At least as a kid, I always got the weird vibe of like how scared it made me of senior citizens. Like the old guy with the shovel next door who just, oh, like, right. stares at him. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they're really selling for me to be scared of old people. And then mm-hmm. and then in the second one of being scared of, of homeless transients in New York City mm-hmm. that let bur- birds just, you know, crap on them. But yeah. then there's but, this but, but there's but they, the they twist.
1: turn out to be Boo, Boo Radleys. that yeah. they're, they're actually really nice people. Right.
2: And I just thought that was such an uh, interesting, like, pitch to mm-hmm. say, you know... Talk to Strangers? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, is that the selling? Talk to
1: Strangers if you're a child? Sure, why not? It's the 90s. It's still okay. We're right. progressive. It's not the 80s anymore. They're fine. Okay, but, uh, so... If i nope. saying Boo Radley, I'm trying to remember, did The did, Kill did take place on Christmas? I don't think it, so. It just it feels very, very Capra-esque, but it's the deep south, so right? dude, so who can tell uh, that it's not snowing outside?
0: Spin it off, man. All right, so number two is... We said the Gremlins franchise, but really, I mean, Gremlins 1 was Gremlins the one, one that I yeah. specifically mm-hmm. remember was set at Christmas, yeah. but not necessarily yeah. was a Christmas film. Yep. I mean,
1: it's, it's been extremely, extremely long time since I've seen any, uh, seen either of them, but I certainly remember, you know, Phoebe Kate's very harrowing story of how her, her father died trying to emulate Santa Claus. And I'm like, yeah, again, you know, ultra grim Christmas movie that so much of the ultra-grimness kind of steamrolls over the, the... I wish the, the it had
2: more of an impact on the way we celebrate Christmas. I think the rules that are applied to Gremlins should be implemented towards how we celebrate Christmas.
0: Yeah, but the rules of Gremlins are so... So we, we, so we, we shouldn't feed ourselves we, after midnight? We
2: can't feed ourselves See, after midnight. that's
0: the thing, though. That never made any sense to me. Like, all it's time is after summer. midnight. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, I literally have to eat 60 seconds from 12 midnight to 12.01. I have that much time to eat in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they're saying.
2: Well, I mean, and also just take into like account, it. like, they're they're kind of chubby little creatures, so it's really impressive to be on that kind of strict diet, and then when you break your diet, like they become thinner, leaner, more like taut muscular kind of creatures. Hmm. You know?
0: So interesting, maybe they're saying that, hey, you know what? Let loose at Christmas time. Maybe. Maybe it's just, you know, hey, American consumerism rocks. Mm-hmm. fall into well that trap.
1: Yeah. You, you won't all get killed with a, in a
0: microwave. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> the sun won't hurt you. Just stay inside, eat all the time.
2: Crossover movie pitch, Home Alone meets Gremlins.
0: Now, see, I would I would totally watch that. I'd watch that. Who mm-hmm. wouldn't? All right. But, but, well, and, but, of course,
1: Gremlins 2 was basically die hard with Gremlins, was it not?
0: <laughs> yes. I can't argue <laughs> it. No, because, yeah, they were in the building. They I want to watch gremlins. it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that'll just make me sad of my memories of Die Hard. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Gremlins too. Yeah. All right, All right. So number one, number one is kind mm-hmm. of interesting because we're kind of combining like every film of a certain filmmaker. It's mm-hmm. every Shane Black movie.
1: Yep. I, I tell you, if you know, I've never been to L.A. during Christmas time, but I'm sure someone somewhere puts up banners that says it's Christmas, the Shane Blackiest time of the year. Yeah. Because I, I'm pretty sure it started with Lethal Weapon. And I mean,
2: and if again, this podcast reaches LA, then I hope somebody does it now. If they mm-hmm. haven't already, yeah, please already.
0: somebody comment, make make us some comment. Let us know if we're wrong on this. But Take a picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. send it in. Yeah, totally.
1: I, I, I feel like it started with Lethal Weapon, yeah. which uh, again just the culmination of everything we've said so far. You know, it's a ultra depressing, uh, um, you know, gritty action movie. Let's let's have Happy Christmas carols, you know, playing over scenes of Mel Gibson trying to kill himself. Yay! Mm-hmm. And just yeah. something about this just clicked with this guy to the point in which he is he is just psych- psychotically com- compelled to include Christmas in every one of his movies, no matter what it's about, where it is. When it is, I mean, from you know, I, I feel like, um, they, like you know all the Marvel fans would probably point to Iron Man three, mm-hmm. and for all, for, all, for all of its faults, um, you know, Iron Man three has at least proves in two in in two small occasions why it's important that this movie that came out in May is it has to be set at Christmas. One because Tony Stark gets that gigantic bunny. That seemingly has huge boobs but they're actually the arms of the bunny it's it's, it's framed in such a way that you don't really notice the arms they're they're supposed to be arms so so he he buys that for for Pepper and then there's the other scene in which he's stranded in Tennessee and it's snowing it's snowing in Tennessee and nowhere else in the country
2: yeah well we only go to Tennessee and Los Angeles really and Miami so Yeah. yeah But where where when snow was the last is time so in Miami?
1: and, and then, and, but, but no, but no, the, the, the climax is like somewhere in South Carolina, with the with the with the, the, with the president oh, yeah, yeah, in, in yeah, yeah. the in the uh, Iron yeah. Patriot armor. I, I think it's somewhere up the up the Eastern Seaboard, but still, just no snow.
2: A buddy of mine has a small role in that film, actually. He's oh neat! In the small town, he's the sheriff who gets the badge burned into his face. Good for him! Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah Live in the dream. He, he got it burned in his face by Ellen Brandt, who is the Man Thing's wife. All right, so obviously. And and then, of course, there's like The Nice Guys, his most recent movie, which very. Only the last scene was in Christmas. I'm I'm glad that that Mr. Black is getting to. is is finding a a, a A modicum of of, of self restraint in his old age.
0: Yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Hopefully, you haven't had your holiday enthusiasm destroyed by our lists. But you know what? Watch those films. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Comment. Tweet us. Whatever suggest
2: mm. other films that we may have missed. Yes,
0: exactly. Like, share and subscribe. Indeed. Well, thank you all so much for joining us at the Castaway Studios Holiday Special. Uh, there's a band up after us apparently, but you know what? We're going to keep po- we're going to keep this podcast party going in the back room. Who's with us? Yay. Back bar. Oh jeez. Yeah, the Pooper Purple
4: Moon Project. Purple.
0: <laughs>
3: Can you words?
4: I I can't words right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Words is a verb now, isn't it? It's not. Yeah.
1: I've never seen a purple moon. Purple is a color that moons normally aren't.
3: Not if you, you mean, you gotta believe into it.
1: Mm.
4: <laughs> is, that, is that what they call a baboon?
3: <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Jordan, you gotta lean on the microphone like um. you're trying to whisper something sexy in someone's ear.
1: Oh, because I have so much experience with that. Thank you for reminding me, man. You no, know,
3: oh. I wasn't trying to get you down.
1: So, I feel bad. So, folks, it's it's Christmas time. Uh, how, how are you going to be uh, be celebrating the holidays?
3: Um, well, my future mother-in-law was like, I bought you guys tickets to Wisconsin, and I was like, oh, that's fantastic, I guess I'm going to Wisconsin. So I'm going to visit my future Mm -hmm. parents-in-law.
1: Very nice.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. What? Well,
1: I'm I'm sure there'll be quite a lot more snow there.
3: Yeah, I don't know how to call out of work from another state. Mm
1: -hmm. Be like,
3: hi, I can't go in today because my flight got canceled three times. (laughs) And yeah.
1: And, and how about you, Sean? How will be spending the holidays? Um, I will be uh, going over my
4: uh, <coughs> cousin's house in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. It's like DC, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just gonna, you know, have hors d'oeuvres, watch the kids open presents, and there you go. Mm-hmm.
3: I just, I just want to bring something up that's totally off topic, but. If you guys are getting lunch right now, I want to recommend the BLT. This is the best BLT I've ever had in my whole entire life. You got, you have to get the BLT. Don't you agree, Sean? Oh
4: my God, the BLT's mm-hmm. amazing.
3: It's magic.
4: It's magic. The coffee's really good too.
1: Well, as for me, uh, I'm actually going to be spending the majority of the holidays uh, pet sitting for my boss. Yeah. Um, I'll be I'll be heading home on the 24th and again on the 31st. For my family's uh, scattered holiday uh, celebrations, but uh, I'll, I'll probably be in the back of my mind. I'm going to be hoping that that, uh, that that Lexi, the gigantic German Shepherd, hasn't like eaten all the all the portraits off the walls in my absence.
3: Is that like part of your job description, like pet sitting for my boss?
1: Yeah, um, I've I've actually done it quite quite a few times.
3: Wow, like I don't I've never. I'm,
1: huh. I'm one of the few I'm one of the few uh, few non-family members that that his giant dog seems to actually tolerate the presence of. Which, which is funny because uh, I, I don't really get along with a lot of dogs. I feel like most dogs can sense that I'm inherently a cat person. But uh, they, Lexi, they, Lexi doesn't seem to mind. They know, Jordan. They know. I
3: have a kitten. Mm. She's not as big of I was going to say she's not big like a dog, but the dog you were just talking about is huge. I'm bad at it this. is, is
1: huge. He's, he's basically a pony. <laughs> bad at what?
3: He can't words.
1: He can't, can't chit-chat?
3: No, I'm real bad at it. I yeah. wanted to talk about Zelda and how cute she is.
4: You named it Zelda.
3: Yeah, she's a princess. Ah, my kitten's a princess.
4: <laughs> it's not like it's not like the one with the sword <laughs> that they keep on killing. I mean, she tries I, I, to be. Yeah.
3: She talks to the squirrel.
4: The s- the squirrel. Yeah, there's
3: a squirrel outside. It'll like chirp at her, and then she'll like trill back at it. And I'm like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh lord. Well, guys, um, so so I saw Rogue One last night, and of course, no one else has, and so I I'm don't don't spoil to, it. I'm going to do my best to, to you know lash myself uh, yeah. and and prevent that from happening. But uh, one, one one little loophole I think I've discovered is that I can I, I am free to tell you about the completely utterly stupid uh, advertisements and trailers that that came before. Yes, because there was like an hour of solid <laughs> of trailers and, and ads. And, okay, so so there's this one, I, I thought this was like a Pixar-style, like, um, you know, short animated feature that, that, that came before it. It's about, there, so there's a CGI animated feature about uh, these two little kids named Evie and Ivan. And they have, like, competing lemonade stands across the, across the street from their cute little suburban uh, neighborhood. And I, I love how this, you're going to love how this story progresses. So, in the back of their minds, they desperately want to ask the other one out. And they they started these businesses to raise money so that they could, like, take their sweetheart to a movie. And somehow, in the course of a montage sequence, they abandon this plan and get caught up in the gamesmanship of owning competing food stands. So... (laughs) They so they just, so eventually they start just, just staring daggers at each other across the road when 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 one person makes more money than the other. So twenty years later, they own gigantic you know fast food eateries across the street from each other that have a, a completely automated robot workforce squeezing all the lemons and oranges, and then the and and simultaneously their robot workforces gain sentience. And then they oust both Evie and Ivan from them with their with their giant robot Hentai tentacles and like throw both their asses out in the street and then they look at each other for the first time in 20 years and then remember that they like each other or something. so they start another lemonade stand together and have a kid. And this entire thing was an ad for Chipotle:
3: A true love story.
1: <laughs> wow. It, now, was, now, it was an now, ad for Chipotle. Now I know it's, when, it's overdone. When, when the Chipotle logo came up, the entire audience laughed hysterically.
4: It's like <laughs> burritos. Bringing people burritos. together. Bringing people together, or is that like like a, somehow a reenactment of the digestive system process after you eat Chipotle?
1: And I mean, oh I, I, I'm assuming that Skynet was born in these guys' kitchens, but the, but the ad just kind of ignores that.
3: <laughs> Who needs to bring a plot when you could just finish a story? That's what I learned about the other prequels of Star Wars.
4: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. At this, it was, like, the first time I'm excited for a prequel since, like, around 1999.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. No, I'm supposed to, I'm supposedly going to see it tonight with my fiancé, and I'm like, I'm super hype, and he's like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like, you're hype on the inside, shut up. <laughs> I'll be hype enough for both of us.
1: Yes, but, but, but because I'm sure a lot of the audience is is, is hanging on my word to, to let them know if, if they if they're going to be seeing the Star Wars movie right. in theaters right, All right now. The the only honestly, thing
4: I want to know, since this is an interstitial movie, was there a title crawl?
1: No.
3: Breaking the boundaries here. Wow. No, there,
1: there no uh, that title that crawls, makes me that makes me want to see it. And there were no wipe uh, transitions because it's not an oh official God. Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a Star Wars story. It's a Star Wars story. Make, we got it. See, Disney was like, we own it. doesn't own have it. a number
4: on it besides no. one.
3: <gasps> Maybe they'll have Rogue it's spelled too. out, so. <laughs> True.
1: But, um, but, 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 uh, but, but before I saw the movie, there was there was an actual trailer and it involved, um, what was it, it involved, like, knights, uh, medieval knights on horseback fighting a three-headed dragon, and then it flashed to Nazis fighting the same dragon, and I'm like, oh boy, it's th- this could be a sequel to Sucker Punch at long last.
3: I, I like Sucker Punch. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, that's the hell like it is, is that I, I,
1: I also kind of like Sucker Punch. See? Granted, it's really hard to defend that movie anymore since what Zack Snyder's done since.
3: You just got to think about Sucker Punch as a movie in and of itself and just ignore whoever made the movie. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like I yeah, judge me. Judge me harder. I, I can like, forget okay. that. I like Sucker well. Punch.
4: That's, it's that's good fine. music.
3: There, there, good there music. are worse
4: movies you could love.
1: Uh, well, uh, well, right. you know, unfortunately, the, the, the trailer I'm speaking of is not Sucker Punch 2 because because then the is the, in the words directed for, you know from Michael Bay explosions up Expl- and the entire the, the, the entire <laughs> audience who had you know laughed hysterically at Chipotle all sighed in indignation like oh when Michael Bay showed up and I'm like yes yes I finally feel for the the common man I mean what
4: what, uh, from our childhood do you think he's going to remake next like, a predictions. Well, he,
1: he, it's, it's still Transformers because that, that was a trailer for the, for Transformers 5 The Last night.
4: That's one, that's, you know, that's one, uh, cartoon, so, I mean, he's already made a, plenty of money off of that.
3: See, I don't think Michael Bay deserves the amount of size in that movie theater as, like, that would happen if it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I I don't know I yeah, can yeah, that,
1: that also happened when when the when the split uh, the trailer for Split showed up and it and uh, and after you know crazy bald um, 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 James McAvoy who was well known for playing Professor Xavier and yet it was weird seeing him bald and then the trailer for Split um, you know so, so he's being crazy he's kidnapping girls and then it says from from visionary director M Night Shyamalan and again the entire audience is like oh
3: I'm gonna address <laughs> the super awesome guy in the red hoodie setting up. But he can't, he can't hear me, it's fine. I like your beard, dude. Slide, so let you know he that. Can't,
4: he can't, can't um, hear you.
3: I don't know, if anyone from that cinema. band can hear me, just give me a signal when you want us to switch. Nope, yeah. he can't hear me.
4: No, no, like, I mean, obviously, if they start, you know, if he starts turning, I, tilting towards us. You're right. And if he stares at us awkwardly, then, then, then we know we, we can switch over.
3: All right, I just want to make sure. I'm well,
4: just waiting, you know, waiting for that awkward stare.
3: That like I really want to. It's time like, for can to play. Can you stop talking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want
4: to hear right. that. Well, he's he's putting on. He's probably sound testing, but okay, he's almost ready.
1: So, any non-Star Wars uh, films you guys are looking forward to? I
4: want. Um, I um, want to see
3: the Harry Potter one.
4: Mine's coming in, The one I'm really excited for doesn't come out until like 20, 2018, 2019. Spielberg's directing it. Um, it's based on a, a novel by Ernest Klein called Ready Player One.
3: Oh my God, yes.
4: And I'm so excited for I'm it.
3: Start. All right, so, guys.
4: yeah, so th- that, was, uh, that was our interstitial with Boldly Going Nowhere. Uh, now we're going to have some music.
3: Please enjoy the music. Bye.